Hi, this is David and Barbie Cooper. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's always a privilege to share this time with you. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. And for more information and resources to help you grow in your walk with the Lord, go to malparent.com. Thank you for your generous support. It helps the ministry greatly. Today, we're going to talk about race runners. I enjoy running. I do it for exercise every week. So I really understand running, what it takes to run, the strength, the energy, the endurance. The Christian life is often described in the New Testament as running a race, running a marathon. Now, we draw strength and energy for the race through the encouragement we get from the Word of God, from our time with God in prayer and communion and worship. But we also get strength for this race from one another in the family of God. The writer of Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 1, likens the Christian life to running a race. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Now, the writer of Hebrews tells us, first of all, that we need to remember our heroes in this race of faith. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, who is the cloud of witnesses that we're surrounded by? These are the great men and women of faith in the Old Testament whose stories we read in Hebrews 11. These are the men and women that Hebrews chapter 11 lifts up to us as examples of faith. Hebrews 11, one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for is the evidence of things not seen. And he tells us the stories of great men and women through the Old Testament who teach us to live by faith. And we're surrounded by the witness of their life. We learn from them that you can run the race. You and I can finish the race. You and I can be faithful to Christ. We can run with perseverance. And so these heroes of the Old Testament, their examples encourage us to be faithful in running the race. But the great cloud is also the believers in heaven. Think about all the believers that are in heaven today. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 and 10 speaks of heaven being filled with people from every tribe, people, language, and nation worshiping God. I picture the people in heaven looking on the earth, cheering us on in the race of faith. If you've ever been to a great stadium, watched an Olympic game or a college competition of a, of a track and field, all the crowd are gathered in the stands looking down at the field. And I picture our life like that. You and I are on the field right now. We're running the race of faith and all the people that have lived before us are in those stands cheering us on to be faithful to Christ. Talk about this cloud of witnesses that's in heaven, just to give us an example that, you know, Moses and Elijah stepped out of that cloud and appeared with Jesus right before he went to the cross. We find that fascinating story in the Gospels. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, and Peter, James, and John were there, and suddenly there was a cloud over the mountain, and they saw, almost in a vision experience, Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. And they were overwhelmed by that experience in the presence of God. But there were Moses and Elijah stepped out of that cloud of witnesses and stood right with Jesus on the field. It says that they spoke with him about his passion. They spoke with him about his sufferings on the cross. That's a fascinating story. They reappeared from those witnesses out of the stands right there with Jesus to encourage him in his mission on the cross. The stories of the Old Testament are written for our learning. They're written to encourage us. When I mean, you feel like you can't make it, you can't get through this, go back and read their stories of faith. Learn from those great men and women. You feel like God's out here in your prayer. Read about Hannah, how she prayed and prayed earnestly at the temple. 
God heard her prayer. She couldn't have a child, but God heard her prayer. God gave her a son. When you fall and you feel ashamed of what's happened, you think you can't get back up, read the story of David's life. He fell and God restored him and brought him back to greatness. There's so many stories of faith in the Old Testament. They're there for you and me to encourage us. Remember their example. There'd be great people in your life. You can learn from their life to run your race of faith as well. Great testimonies of others that encourage us to be faithful to Christ. Well, if we're going to run the race, second of all, it says you need to remove the hindrances. I can tell you when you go running, you can't have any extra baggage. It's impossible to run if you're weighed down. If it's real cold, you have to put a bunch of clothing on and you end up walking more than you do running. You, just, you can't carry everything. And so life is like that. And if you want to run the race as a Christian and you want to live a victorious life, you want to accomplish what God's called you to accomplish. If you want to run at your pace, you've got to travel light. He says, he says, let us throw off. I love that phrase. Just throw it away. Throw off everything that hinders. It can be a spiritual hindrance. It can be an emotional hindrance. And the sin that so easily entangles us. You imagine getting your foot entangled in something running. That's how you hurt yourself and you triple something. That's the imagery that he gives us. So these hindrances are weights. One translation says, throw aside every weight. I remember one time I was playing a lot of basketball leagues and I put weights on my ankles and ran. I don't think that was going to strengthen my legs the way that they were promoting it. I didn't do that for long. It's very difficult to run with weights around your ankles. I threw those weights away. You can run a lot faster without weights. But there's so many weights the hindrances, they hinder your Christian walk, they, they hinder your Christian growth, they hinder your life, they hinder your goals and dreams and values. You've got to throw, think, throw aside the things, sometimes it's people that are hindering you. What's hindering you today? What's working in your life against your goals and your dreams and your ambitions? What's keeping you from living a victorious Christian life? Throw aside every hindrance and the sin. This is interesting, he doesn't say sins, plural. He says the sin. What he means here is the sin nature that entangles us and trips us up. And we all, even though we're born again through faith in Christ, we have a sinful nature. And that's why Christ came to save us from that. And sometimes we relapse into that old way of thinking, that old way of living. Paul explains the struggle we have with the sin nature, the tendency or the propensity. That's why we can all still be tempted and led astray because we have that propensity, that weakness. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17, Paul the Apostle reminds us of this inner struggle with the sin, the sin nature. He says, walk in the Spirit and you'll not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature or the flesh wars against the Spirit and the Spirit against the sinful nature. These are in conflict with each other so that you cannot do what you would. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is talking about. Throw aside every hindrance in your life that keeps you from living a Christian life. The distractions that keep you from prayer, the hindrances that keep you from church attendance, the hindrances that keep you from being faithful to God with your ministry, with your life, with your tithes, with your offerings. There's so many things that just get us off course and weaken our values and our priorities. There are people in our lives that hinder us, that are a great setback to us, relationships that are unproductive and unhealthy, sometimes even ungodly. Throw aside every hindrance. And the sin 
that so easily entangles us. We've got to travel light. And then he says, now you can run the race. If you get rid of all those hindrances, and you got plenty of encouragement for the heroes of faith, not only from the Old Testament, the New Testament, even people you know, you need to run. I like this fact that he didn't say walk. I like the analogy of the Christian life is running. I like the, the energy and the movement and the pace. I'd much rather run on any given day than walking because I like to do everything fast. I like this analogy, run the race. And think of the Christian life as a race. Let us together, and we're running this race together. So you're not running by yourself. That's a good thing. You got other people running with you. Let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. The perseverance means to keep running until you cross the finish line. And I can tell you in running, there may be times you just need to stop and walk a little bit to get your win, take a break. Nothing wrong with that. And the Christian life is like that. Never live your life at a frantic pace. Learn to pace yourself. Run at your own pace. I've learned that. You know, each person physically, if they go running, jogging, even walking, they have a natural pace. Like I run very fast, but I don't walk very fast for some reason. Like Barbie walks in front of me. I don't know what it is when it comes to walking. It's like I want to chill out. When it comes to race, racing, running, I just run ahead of everybody else. The point is you have a natural pace where your life is like that. You, your Christian life, you can't grow at somebody else's pace or keep up with your friends or you've got to let God work in your life at your pace. And God has a race for us. He says, run the race marked out for us. I like that, that I have a different race than you have to run, a different ministry, different calling. God has to work in my life and your life where we are personally. And I like how personal the race is. God has a race for us together as a church family, as the body of Christ in the world today. We're living in this generation. We're facing some unique challenges in this generation that the church has never faced before. We're living in a different age than previous generations. And together, we as the church of Christ in this generation are having to face a lot of different challenges, a lot of changes in the world. So we've got a unique race to run. Even from the generation that raised us, the way we do church now has got to be a little bit different. We've got to respond to our times. We've got to deal with our, our races different. Each generation of believers has to face some unique challenges. So we're running a race together in unity, and we are together. And that's important to always be together, to worship together, to have people that pray with you, that people that you share your faith with, brothers and sisters that encourage you, a small group fellowship, coming together with God's people, sharing this Bible study together, running a race together. You're not alone. And then God has a race for you personally, your own specific life. Now, sometimes people try to get you involved in what they think you ought to be doing. Sometimes people will try to get you involved in the ministry because they think you ought to be doing it. But you've got to run the race that God marks out for you in your own career path. You know, the career path you take may be different from your parents. I know sometimes that young people feel pressure sometimes. They've got to do what their father does or their mother does, or they've got to walk in the family tradition. But you need to run your race, but you're going to be happy when you run your race, not the race everybody else tries to get you to run. So I encourage you to find your race. What are your gifts? What are your talents? What are, what are your callings? What has God called you to do? What are you gifted to do? What's in your heart to do? So be a part of the church. Let's run this race of ministry together as the body of Christ. 
and then run your race individually and run it with perseverance. Set the goal, go for it. If it takes you longer to get there, you keep running. If you fall down, get back up. Keep running until you cross the finish line. Throw aside every weight. What's holding you back today? What hindrances are in your life? What relationships are in your life that are hindering your spiritual maturity and your spiritual growth that are keeping you from reaching your full potential? Throw those things away today. Deal with that sin nature when it rises up. Fight back with it. Don't indulge every impulse. Throw those things away. Travel light. Run your race and run it with perseverance. Run it until you cross the finish line. So I encourage you in your race today, keep up your pace, run with perseverance. You'll cross the finish line. Victory will be yours. Let's join together for prayer. Lord, today we thank you for the faith that we have in you. And I pray, Lord, that each listener today will discover the race you've marked out for them. If they've gotten off course, they find themselves living a, a life that other people have crafted for them. They're not even happy. And I pray today that the word of God will encourage them to throw that away. Give them the courage to make the change they need to make in their ministry their, or their career or their goals for their life that maybe other people have put them in. Today, may they have the courage to begin to make their own decision. Choose the race you have for them. Run that race. I pray for those, Lord God, that feel like quitting. They've got the right dream. They've got the right goal. It's taking them longer. It's costing them more than they thought. I pray you'll give them perseverance power to cross the finish line with victory. And Lord, as your church today, we commit ourselves in this generation to running the race you've given us to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth in Jesus' name. Thank you for sharing this time with me. The book of Hebrews is amazing. The insights and the applications of it. I want to encourage you to follow me on social media. Let's stay connected. Make sure you get the Mount Parent app today as well and share it with others. Sunday's coming. I'm looking forward to seeing you in worship on campus or online. We got a great Sunday plan. I'm looking forward to seeing you together as we worship the Lord on the Lord's Day. Thank you for your faithful and generous support of the Mount Parent Ministries. I pray that you have an incredible day. I trust the message has been an encouragement to you today. Remember to follow us on social media and connect with us at mountperrin.com. I'll see you right here next week for a fresh message from God's Word.